definitely human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Previously on The Monster Hunters. My name is... Roy Steele, yes, I know. The world's second greatest big game hunter. Second. In San Pedro today, Lord Greg Powers was given an award by the President. The world's greatest big game hunter had captured what was described as a gigantic bog monster. That's enough of that, I think. So, as you can see, the bog monster is technically the deadliest beast in the world. By 12%. So, who was the first Anubis? Well, that's a strange tale. We found the original creature. It appeared to be a simian beast with a canine appendage atop it. A monkey with the head of a dog? Yes, and it looked man-made. Ah, Clive, there you are. Look, Clive, I've sewn on the arms from the San Pedro bog monster. She is complete. Is she not beautiful? Uh, what do you want, Clive? Only that Roy Steele has left for the airport. He's on his way here to Karnstadt. Excellent news, Clive. So now they are separated. Clive, I want you to deal with Lorimer Chesterfield. And by deal with, I mean hurt. And Roy Steele, Lord Greg? You can leave Roy Steele to me and my bog monster, Clive. And call the printers, Clive. I'll need a new certificate for the wall. I want absolute proof that I, Lord Greg Powers, am the world's greatest big game hunter. Tell them I want a photo on it this time. A picture of Roy Steele's face when he realises he's dead. The Monster Hunters Episode 6 The Powers of Lord Greg Paul, it's nearly dark. We're too close to the castle. Maybe we should return to the village. Your father, he... My father is the burgomaster for the Hall of Karnstadt. You'll be safe with me. But... But the beast... There is no beast, Tanya. It is probably just some escaped lunatic or a regular murderer. You must stop listening to Klaus's stories. Why not come with me? We can go anywhere in the world. The rest of the world is overrated. Is it? Take a look at this. It is called a K's catalogue. See? This is what the men of the world look like. It is a world without jerkins, where they have embraced the stripe. But... Don't you see? That is precisely why I came to Karnstadt. Who knows? Perhaps... Perhaps that is why the stranger came. Shush! Perhaps that is him now. Maybe you can ask him. 
It does not sound like the footsteps of a man. Stay here. I'll go and see what he wants. Maybe I'll get him to buy me a shirt. Hello? Who's that? Uh, come out. Or I'll... I'll... Oh! Oh, oh my god! Oh! Take two elements, any two elements, say electricity and water, on their own perfectly harmless. But when you mix them together, maybe in a bowl, dynamite. Roy Steele, 53% lover, 56% fighter, 109% man. And Lorimer Chesterfield. In Latin, his name means Lorimer Chesterfield. My name is Sir Maxwell House. I took those two elements and like some kind of scientific blacksmith, I forged them together. Forged them into a team that would look danger in the eye and bring it down with the knowledge of a man and the fist of a man. They are the Monster Hunters. And I win again! Hooray me! You know, Professor Chesterfield, you might have all the learning power in that, what do you call it, brain of yours, but it's a simple game of skill and chance that proves just what kind of a man you are. Yes, well, I think the rules make it clear that you're only supposed to go up the ladders, not the snakes as well. Did you invent this game? No. Well, then, let's just say I know a little more about it than you do. Any word from Roy? He sent me this postcard from the taxi on the way to London Airport. Mm. And another at the airport. Both of them say, having a lovely time on my way to my holiday. Are you going on holiday? No, that's a shame. Since then, nothing. Which I wasn't expecting. (laughs) I'm sure Roy Steele can look after himself. Have you seen his face? Well, then. But a holiday to a remote Central European village doesn't sound much like Roy, does it? I mean, it's not Nice. It's pronounced nice. Uh, Yes, well, I have a lecture to write. Very well. Get out of my house. Sigh. What's wrong, Sir Maxwell? I miss Roy. That's the telephone. Um, actually, Sir Maxwell, I think it's the door. What? I've got a door? When did this happen? Suki, we've got a door! It's all right, don't worry, Maxwell, I'll go. Hello? Oof! Professor Chesterfield? Professor Chesterfield, just tell them to go away. That's what I get Suki to do. Or pretend we don't understand English. Sir Maxwell, ow, unhand me, you... What in the hells? Don't move. That's not Roy. Chesterfield, you know the rules. You're only allowed one friend. Sir Maxwell, he's holding a knife to my throat. Well, that's all right then. Drink. Suki makes a lovely gin and rummy. Suki! Just what do you want? I don't want anything, Professor. I'm just a professional doing a job. By which I mean, I'm going to kill you for a bit. But why... I don't ask questions. My employer was hoping that the mummy would have killed you at the British Museum. Anubis? Bless you. Well, if some stiff-fingered stiff can't off you, he thought he'd send the next best thing. Really? What's that then? I'm talking about me. And does the next best thing usually hold people hostage in open doorways? What are you talking about? Ah, thank you, my dear. Ah, Suki, just in time. I thought that chap was going to kill me. Why are you both looking at me like that? Professor Chesterfield, don't hug the unconscious man. I'm not hugging him. I'm seeing if there's anything in his pockets that might help identify him. Look! Luncheon vouchers! Dinner's on me! These aren't vouchers, Maxwell. They're plane tickets. Oh, rubbish. To Karnstadt? In Central Europe? Where Mm. Roy is? I said there was something funny about that holiday. Sir Maxwell, I think Roy Steele could be in a lot of danger. Really? What gives you that impression? Someone just tried to kill me. Baffle gab! You need to relax, Chesterfield. Ever thought of taking a holiday? Actually, yes, I have. And I know just the place to take it. (laughs) 
Hello there. Sir. It's uh, quite a night out there. Mm, that it is, sir. Mm. Bit quiet for an inn, isn't it? Aye, sir. There aren't many people who'll venture this way. Not after nightfall. Why is that? It's dark. I see. That. And the curse. Curse? Uh, is there something I can get you to drink, sir? A room, perhaps? No, thanks. Never touch the stuff. Very well. How about a bed for the night? Uh, no, I'm uh, staying at the castle. <gasps> the castle, sir? No, the castle Karnstadt. This is the village of Karnstadt, yes? <sighs> if not, I can try again. There's got to be a taxi firm around here somewhere. No taxi firms of which you speak. Just a horse. A horse? Oh, that's right, sir. Right. Can I borrow that? No. Thanks. You'll be needing refreshments, sir, to fortify you for the night ahead. Fine, I'll have a scotch and soda. Pint of bitter will do fine. How much is that? Oh, that's free to you, sir. Thanks. Have one yourself? <laughs> not for me, sir. I'm not venturing far. That's uh, it's very refreshing. What's in that? Just a few local. Cool herbs, sir, forwarding of the evil. Look, innkeeper, I'm a busy man. Hmm? I get an anonymous telex inviting me to visit your little town, all expenses paid. Now, I don't go in for trips to Central Europe as a rule. They're too far from a decent martini. Do you serve a decent martini? No. So you can understand my reluctance in turning up here. But a follow-up telex referred to girls. Now I'm here, it's the middle of the night, there's a storm outside, one horse and no girls. And you're trying to poison me with magic beer. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Do I open it? I'm sure it's okay. What is that? What? That noise. I heard nothing. All right, tell me you heard that. Uh, oh, oh, that. Yes, we have mice. Help me! A lady. Hello there. Good evening, madam. Quick, you must do something. How about a drink? Quick, the door! Your hands. Is that... No, it is blood. Oh, well, that's even worse. You are not from Konstadt? No, but I have been here long enough to pick up a few of your local customs. The language, for example. I understand you perfectly. I'm speaking English. Oh, right. Tanya, what the hell is What is your Please, please, let us remain civilized. English, please. Sorry. Sorry. It's all right. We all have our vices. Now, what were you just saying? It was asking me where I came from. And then she asked me to fetch help from somewhere. And then he asked me if I am covered in blood. Good. And uh, what happened then? You shouted at us. Excellent. Sir, you must leave this place at once. Kahnstadt is not safe. Why? What the hell's going on? In this form? That's enough! Must the whole world know our business? Do you want more people to die? What do you mean, woman? Paul, the burgomaster's son, he's... Yes? Dead? <sighs> then we are finished. The devil himself has brought this upon us for our sins. Surely there must be something we can do. What? Tell me what. Kamstad is dead. Uh, we should just open the door and let that thing finish us. Now hang on just a minute there. No one's finished. Not yet. Perhaps if you tell me just what's going on around here, maybe I can do something about it. You, sir? Yes, me, sir. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Steele. Roy Steele. Perhaps you've heard of me? No. no. Big game hunter? 
International playboy and wife handler? Right, this is why I stick to Nice. Look, I need to know what the problem is. Just what is that thing out there? A beast. As monstrous a beast as I was ever seen in these lands. A cruel, unfeeling... Hang on, hang on. Let me write this down. Go on. A cruel, unfeeling creature sent to destroy all men. Gotcha. And can you describe it? I'll uh, make a little sketch. Very well. It is as loathsome as the devil himself, as foul as a stinking pit from hell. His very being makes one sick to the boots and wish for a quick painless death. Okay, not terribly helpful. How big is it? It is as big as man's inhumanity to man. Right. How about its face? Its eyes. Yes? Its eyes make one shudder and chill you to the marrow. All you can do is stare until it makes its last move to crush you. Right, this isn't really working. Uh, It draws closer. And how long has this been going on? For as long as I can remember. And how long's that? Two weeks. She's new here. The door, is it firmly locked? And bolted, but hush, child. You know it never enters a dwelling. Not so far, but tonight, tonight it feels different somehow, Klaus. You did not see what he did to Paul. It just ripped him apart like a cheap paper pack and then it ripped him apart some more. Only when it was happy the pieces were small enough that it consumed the remains. Nice, and this has been going on for two weeks. Longer than that. Three? No. Four? They say it has terrorized Kornstadt ever since the castle became occupied once again. For years it stood empty. Like an evil wardrobe. Until a stranger came. Stranger? Stranger than that, sir. He kept himself to himself, rarely showing his face amongst the villagers. But when he did, his fine polyester marked him as an outsider. The people of Kanstadt don't hold with man-made fibers. Sorry. Soon after, the creature was first seen. In shadow. Keeping to the box in a marshland by the castle. But we could tell him it was hungry. When the first disappearances happened late one evening, we knew that it had been sent for us. Soon, it was seen on the outskirts of the village, and each night it would claim another victim. But always, it would return to the bog by Kaschel Karnstadt. Ah, so it's a bog monster. Good, that gives me something to go on. You've seen these creatures before. Once, in Kent. And you destroyed it? Well, I'd rather not go into details. Let's just say it won't be killing any more sheep, because I impaled it against a tree with a reinforced arrow from my crossbow, then ripped its head off wearing my iron gloves. And you can do this for us now? Well, I I could, but... But what? My crossbow and gloves are in the wash. Uh, What do you have? This knife! Oh. What? No, it's fine. It's just a a little small. Right, I, I think I... Must speak to this stranger. I ride for Castle Karnstadt. Now, where's that horse? But the creature! I am not afraid. No, but it's my only horse. (gasps) It's here. It means to kill us. I'm not staying here waiting to die. No, that's just the mice. Lady, come back. (laughs) Well, she seemed nice. What a shame. This has gone on long enough. I thought I was content to die, but no more. I go to the castle now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses. Horse. Horse. This is no job for an amateur. 
It's a dangerous job and it requires a dangerous solution. What does that even mean? I'm not sure. Basically, though, this is a job for a professional. I think I was brought here by that telex for a reason. And that reason needs a beating. But you are an outsider. And your clothes. Fear not, old chap. Let's just say that after tonight, you'll all be wearing polyester. You know, Suki, you didn't have to come all the way here with me. You could have left me at London Airport. Although you knowing the language has been quite useful. And you drive like you were born to do it. No, no, don't, don't say anything. I know what you're thinking. I can read your face like a book. A very beautiful... Stop! There's something lying out by that tree. No, Suki, you stay here. It could be dangerous. Now, don't look at me like that. I'll be perfectly safe. My intelligence is the only weaponry I need. All right, maybe I'll take your gun as well. Ooh, a woman. No, leave me. The beast. The beast. Shh, it's all right, it's all right. You're injured, but if we can get you to a hospital... Here, let me take your arm. Oh, oops. Uh, Well, I'll just put it over here for now. Maybe we can sew it on later. No, maybe not. Listen, what happened to you? The creature. What creature? I told the other stranger. Ask him. I am too weak. I have been greatly perforated. Other stranger? Do you mean Roy? Roy Steele? Do you mean the lecturer's man? In the terrible shirt and the bad moustache? Oh, you've met him. He said... Said he was going to the castle. To... To see... Shh! Easy, my dear, easy. Where is this castle? Madam? The the castle? Can you at least point to it? Oh, sorry, I forgot. It is no use. Your friend stands no chance against the thing. He will be shredded like an old lettuce. Normally I disagree with you, but if someone really wants us dead... Madam? Oh, damn. You poor girl... I have to get to that castle. Roy Steele's been lured into a trap, and knowing him, he's too stupid to realise it. Hello? Anyone at home? I got your telex. Brought some duty-free. Nothing special. (laughs) What's that? I know that laugh. (laughs) Well, well, well. Roy Steele, as I live and breathe. My God, Lord Greg Powers! That's right, Roy, my boy. What the hell are you doing here? This is my new gaff. You like the place? Very bijou. I bought this whole place, lock, stock and barrel. The village, too. Part of my retirement package. You? Retired? I thought you'd never leave behind the big game hunting. Sometimes you need to know when to look something you love in the eye and let it go. Know what I mean, old chap? When you're top of the game? Yes, And I was the top of my game, Roy. I mean, I was the best. The bloody best. The world's greatest big game hunter. As voted by which big game hunter magazine, 1968? That's right. I remember 1968. Of course you do. Remind me, where did you come in that poll, Roy? Second. That's right, Roy. Second. So, what brings you to Karnstadt? The air, the scenery, the opportunities. The bogs. What are you getting at, Roy? Nothing. Come, Roy, I can read people. It's one of my many gifts. The gifts that made me best big game hunter in the world. And I can read you like a book, Roy. And not a very good book. But one that nonetheless I want to open up and look inside. Nope, wait. Don't like where that's going. I'm going to stop. 
Come, Roy, sit down, relax. Let's open that whiskey I bet you brought. Talk about old times. You remember Monica, Uncle Fred? No. Of course you do. <laughs> Why am I here, Lord Greg? Have a seat, Roy. Very well. You like those chairs? I made them myself. Very impressive. That's what your old dad used to say. You leave my father out of this. What did he used to say about you, Roy? He said you had promise. Was he right, Roy? Do you have promise, or did you let him down again? Now, wait a minute. How was Africa, Roy? They tell me you made quite a name for yourself after you retired. What was it you were doing out there? Fighting. Yes? Bears. I was fighting bears for money. <laughs> Good, were you? <laughs> well, let's just say the price of honey went down. <laughs> I like you, Roy. I've always liked you, Roy. You're a joker. Thanks. And even when you stopped hunting the big game, you still kept your hand in. You didn't get rusty. You still hunt? As a matter of fact, yes, I do. I see. Caught anything impressive? Something to tell the grandkids? You could say that. That impresses me, Roy. I'm impressed. When I read about your fall, didn't think you had it in you to pick yourself up again. Well, I didn't do it alone. No? Who's the benefactor? Benefactor? Yes, I suppose you could call him that. You know, back in the 60s, I was at the top of my game. I could hunt anything. Moose, rhino, cow, anything. And the girls. Oh, the girls. Well, let's just say they loved a hunter. And I loved them. I thought I'd made a name for myself, put the ghost of Reg Steel to bed. And then 1968 happened. The pole? The pole. After that, it's like I didn't care anymore. I could have any woman I wanted, shoot any beast I liked. But I got sloppy, Lord Greg. I don't mind admitting that. Then Sir Maxwell House found me. He saw my potential, my wasted years, and he gave me another chance. He showed me a new beast to hunt. And what were those beasts, Roy? What do you know? You don't think I've been getting rusty, do you, Roy? I know all about you and that Chesterton chap. Chesterfield. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The point is, Roy, I've been watching you both for some time, putting you to the test. I know you've been hunting monsters. And what of it? You don't think I'd be content to let you have all the glory, do you, Roy? Hang on. On the radio? I heard you've been to... San Pedro, Roy. After many years of searching, I have discovered the creature most difficult to catch. It is the Maya Fiend, or to use the common tongue... Bog Monster. Bingo. Lord Greg, you mad bastard, what have you done? Oh, Roy, what have I done? I've been travelling round the globe, Roy, fighting the world's most deadly bog monsters. I took souvenirs from each one, each creature's strongest asset. Brought them back here and I fashioned them together to create the deadliest bog monster ever seen. Yeah, you see that, that sheet next to you covering that cage? This one here? Yeah, just give it a yank, pull it off. Uh Godmothers! And there she is. Do you like her, Roy? Built with my bare hands. I call her Minty. By day she stays here, safely chained. By night, she roams, feasting on deer and tourists. At dawn I recall her with my sweet, sweet voice. But every time she feeds, she gains in strength. And she learns, Roy. Oh, how she learns. Now she stalks through the village, feasting on anything that stands in her way. You built this thing and let it roam the countryside for sport? The challenge, Roy, to be the man that fells this beast. Tonight, Minty will walk the streets of Karnstadt one last time. What a shame that the great Roy Steele will be her final victim. But at least his old chum, Lord Greg Powers, will be able to put down the beast. When Lorimer Chesterfield finds out... Lorimer Chesterfield is dead, Roy. 
I sent my best man to kill him as violently as possible. But enough chit-chat, Roy. Look, I have a present for you. What the hell is that? It's a bacon cravat. <laughs> Satan's teeth! No, no, not no, my beauty. No, not yet, not yet. See, Roy, imagine the reaction when she's loose and you're wearing my special kind of neckwear. When the authorities are done identifying the bits of you, I'll be back in Britain, Roy. Back in Britain and claiming the glory. Yes, this is definitely the right castle, Suki. See, look at that. None of the other ones we tried had Castle Karnstad engraved above the door, did they? Right, now listen, you stay by the car. I'm going to see if I can get in through the window. Just, uh, uh, just got, got to get these, these bars off. <laughs> No, I don't think they're going to... No, I seem to keep thanking you, Suki. It's becoming a habit. I didn't know you could... Yes, well, listen, you stay here and keep the engine running. We might need to make a fast exit. Ah, hush, my beauty. You'll get to feed soon. I'm not quite ready for you to feed on Roy just yet. A bog monster? Lorimer? Roy? Where are you? Quickly, I've got the window open. Suki's waiting with the car. Right, I'm afraid I'm a little tied up at the moment. Roy, what's going on? Who's that man and why has he got you tied up? What's he doing with that bog monster? That's Lord Greg Powers. What, the Lord Greg Powers? Oh, you've heard of him too. Everyone's heard of the world's greatest big game... Oh no, sorry, Roy. Yes, well, think nothing of it. Turns out he's gone off the deep end. Quickly, untie me. Right, okay. Are you wearing bacon? Yes, I am. Not by choice, but I think I can pull it off. He's planning to feed me to his monster. And that's a meaty garnish, is it? Well, Roy, we're all set. Minty should be on her way to the village, ready to go through that place like an aggressive, toothy wind. We just need to get you to the chopper and... Hell's cats! Chesterfield! Surprised to see me alive, Lord Greg? So, Clive has failed me. Damn you, Clive! Damn your very eyes! Still, even I can make a mistake. The mummy of Anubis failed to kill you twice, Chesterfield, and I suppose that's my fault. What do you mean, twice? Think about it, Lorimer. How did you end up releasing Anubis from his tomb in the first place? You, Lord Greg? Damn skippy, Chesterfield. You and your lady wife were making a name for yourself, sorting out the monsters. So I built that fake Anubis with these mighty hands of mine. I knew the two of you would be lured to Anubis's tomb like wasps to a cake. You killed my wife! Yes, I did. But not you. You had to off Anubis's hand like it was a weak old ham. And to top it all off, you ended up with Roy Steele. Hello there. I made sure Anubis knew where you were. He wanted revenge so badly, he'd drawn a picture of you on his tomb wall and punched it every night. Which is going to hurt like hell if you're just a fist. But we saw off that fella. Yes, you did, Roy. Yes, you did. But it made for an interesting test. I knew to defeat you, I had to split you up. And yet here we are. But what's it all for? Killing us, the bog monster. With you two dead and the bog monster defeated by me, the world will know me not only as the world's greatest big game hunter, but the world's greatest monster hunter. Only then can I find and best the Beast of Albion. The Beast of who did you say? What, what, Minty? Why have you returned? Bad girl, go to the village. You made one fatal mistake, Lord Greg. This bacon cravat... The scent of the meat has... Baconed it back. <laughs> well, I liked it. Back, 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 I say. Oh, listen to me, Minty, listen. Your voice, Lord Greg. It's reacting to the sound of your voice. Yes, that's right, that's right, Minty. Listen to Lord Greg. Keep back from it, Lord Greg. It's going to attack. Rod, don't let it touch my face. 
Oh, why, Minty? Why? I gave you life. Don't you see, Lord Greg? You've created a beast with the powers of every bog monster in existence. You could never hope to control it for long. It'll kill and keep killing, never tiring of its need to kill. Like some kind of a killer. Damn you, Roy. I wanted to be the best. Maybe I still can be. Maybe I can still take it down. Lord Greg, isn't that a... That's right, Roy. It's a gun. (laughs) Minty! No! Ah! Lord Greg! Quickly, Lorimer, we have to... It's Ah! too late, Roy. Did that thing have to pull his head off? I mean, that's just not right. It's a creature of pure instinct, Roy. To her, Lord Greg's head is just another tasty delight. Right, thank you. A source of sustenance. Once she sucked the skull clean of juicy flesh... Lorimer! Well, I'm sorry, but it's important to retain a scientific impartiality at all times. Well, maybe your scientific impartiality can find us a way out of this. She's coming this way! Well, take that bacon off your throat. Quickly, Roy. Distract it while I find a fire extinguisher. But it's not on fire. The cold, Roy. If we can freeze it for long enough, you might be able to punch its lights out. Now that sounds like my kind of a plan. Here, girl. (laughs) Smell the tasty bacon. Yes, that's it. That's right. Yes. That's right, isn't it? You understand. I can see it in your eyes. All of them. Lord Greg Powers. Yes, he created you. He gave you life. And you killed him. Yes, that's right. Quietly now. Lorimer! I'm ready, Roy. Get out of the line of fire. Was that a... No. She's all yours. Sorry about this, old girl. Oh, damn. It's disorientated, but not dead. We need to find a way to finish it. Something like my knife? You sure? It's a bit small, isn't it? Right, what's everyone got against my knife? Knife to meet you! It's all right. Just you lie still. Oh, look at you. What has that madman done to you, eh? I bet you are such a sight when you're all those individual creatures. Time to sleep. Good night, you poor, tortured soul. What can I say? Number one, back on top. Oh, yes. Come on, Roy, let's go home. Any chance you could drop me off in Nice? I need a holiday. Work's been bogging me down recently. So, Maxwell, we're back. Sorry, Roy insisted on showing Suki and I this beach he knew, and it seemed rude to... Where is he? Search me. Suki, maybe you should check with the gentlemen's clubs. Make sure he's not wandered off on his own. Oh, dear. Hell's cats! Ah, gentlemen, so nice to see you both again. Count Olaf! But of course, gentlemen, you were expecting someone else? Powers of Lord Greg was written and directed by Peter Davis and Matthew Woodcock. With Matthew Woodcock as Roy Steele and Clive, Peter Davis as Laura Chesterfield, Lord Greg Powers and Paul. Laura Marshall as Tanya and Simon Dylan Kane as Sir Maxwell House, Klaus and Count Orloff.
engineered and edited by Peter Davis. Music and sound effects supplied by Chaotic Creations. With thanks to Heather Dool, Laura Davis and Emma Gibbs. Visit our website at www.themonsterhunters.com. This was a Newgate production. The Monster Hunters will return this Halloween in Taste the Scars of Orloff. And you can stand there with your legs braced apart. Okay. And you can feel like a king. Right. You can feel like a giant. Okay. And that's the appeal of model villages. Sounds good. It is. Oh, oh hello, what listeners. Are you, what are you doing here? Hey there, Again. you. Welcome to Behind Monster Hunting, the Monsters of the Hunters, with behind your scenes, the Monster Hunters. I'm Peter Davis, with me is Matthew Woodcock. Greetings to you all. And we're talking about the Monster Hunters. Really? I think so. So this is episode six, The Powers of Lord Greg. <laughs> Which is funny because his name is... Lord Greg Powers. Oh, yeah. And it's all about his impressive Mm. abilities. So I hope you enjoy the episode if you'd never heard it before. If you didn't enjoy it, keep your opinions to yourself. (laughs) We are not interested. So this was something that we had done live on stage. This was also a flashback. This was Roy's flashback. Lauren's flashback was was Hannah Vanubis' story. And Roy's flashback was when he went to Karnstadt and met Lord Greg Powers, as played by me. And from that, we extrapolated not just the whole 30-minute episode. There's pretty much the... We, we, yeah, we turned been, that into an arc, Yeah, really, we've been seeding it? Lord Greg through all the other episodes Right as from well. the beginning, listeners, did you pick up on the subtle... <laughs> it was very subtle. Yeah, very yeah. subtle hints. <laughs> so Roy's... Roy's inferiority complex and Lord Greg Powers being the mirror opposite of Roy Steele. Yeah. And that's kind of comes out of The Man with the Golden Gun, the film version where where Christopher Lee's Scaramanga is the mirror opposite of Roger Moore's James Bond. And and Roy is this kind of man who's very vain and and Lord Greg is the greatest big game hunter in the world. He's everything that Roy wants to be. And yet what we see in this episode is paradoxically Lord Greg is seeing Roy in exactly the same way because what Lord Greg is doing, he wants to be the greatest monster hunter in the world. If you want to know what Lord Greg looks like, do a Google image search of Jason King from the 70s. Yeah, from if you look up, Jason King was played by the incomparable Peter Wingard and is the protagonist of the series Department S. And he is very much an icon of the times and then yeah. he's got a big Zapata moustache so I had a massive Zapata big moustache and a big very dark droopy, wig yeah. and, and massive lapels yeah and big shoulder blades and big uh, chest hair you know he's Roy Steele dialed <laughs> big up big gold to medallion yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's Roy Steele but more Royal Steele it was one of my favourite parts of the live show when I got to be a, Lord Greg Powers I, I really, really got into it, it. It was a really your your Greg Powers was alluring. Yeah, thank you. And also we had uh, Minty, of course, the Bog Monster, who in the stage play was also played by my wife. <laughs> she gets everywhere. I know. Minty, whilst being a Bog Monster, and that's a monster in itself. The fact that he, the Lord Greg Powers was going round building the world's greatest bog yeah, monster taking the, was yeah. Frankenstein. Yes. We'd had Dracula in Count Olaf, we'd done The Mummy, and then we were doing The Mad Scientist with a monster that had created. Lord Greg kind of is jealous of, of Roy's monster hunting prowess, mm. and there's this kind of 
tension between the two characters, these former friends, and there is this thing that there's there's a hint that, that somewhere along the line, Roy has fallen out of favour with his father. Yeah, we mentioned Roy's dad for the first time yeah. here. When we were constructing it, we were thinking about Lord Greg being basically everything that Roy feels he isn't. And so I think in the eyes of Roy's father... I think maybe the idea we were looking for was that Lord Greg was the ideal son. And we never really we never really got the opportunity to revisit that. We've no we certainly never have so far. Well, maybe we will in the future. Maybe we will in the future. <laughs> Who knows? But I we will give you a casting exclusive. Right. In that Roy's father, Reg Powers, would be played by none other than Roger Moore. Um we might what? not what? get him anymore what, what what do you mean oh nothing he's, he's, he's very busy very busy all oh, right okay okay oh okay. god uh but also so in this episode Lorimer turns up to help out which didn't happen in the stage no. play for obvious reasons because i was playing law greg as well but we had the ability to go back and revisit that material and like the anubis episode we really extrapolated an entire story out of two scenes um so this episode does end with lord greg being dispatched he gets his Headed. head pulled off he does oh that's gonna smart and then minty dies as well i know so everybody dies it's i don't know what will happen lovely to sad her. piano music which is music that i wrote and um composed myself i thought recorded. that was beethoven or something it's very similar it's, it's as good as it's music that we do use again for any sort of sad death music so it was it's always called Minty's Death. That piece of music is, is called Minty's Death. Yeah, which was originally written and recorded by me for the stage play. You're like a renaissance man. I am, actually. I am. If you had, like, really a codpiece and tights, you I have. Really... Look, look. I told you not to wear those. I said this was going to be an all-naked oh, looks good. Cast. It is all I'm wearing, to be fair. The the bar scene, we should talk about that. Yeah, the bar scene. Simon with... plays someone different Klaus. again. Klaus. The barman, which was very difficult to get through, mainly because Simon's... too funny. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if you ever listened to earlier episodes of uh, John Finnamore's Souvenir programme, yeah. you might hear a very similar voice turns up there. Simon is in that, yeah, in that and he radio did, he did say to me he'd, he'd done a Klaus. And, of course, Laura Marshall's in that scene as well as the, the lady who's, whose boyfriend's just been yeah. killed by the monster. This is the first time we really go abroad for any protracted... Period yeah, to Karnstadt, yeah. First I, time we go abroad. I thought we had to go abroad and do sort of like middle Europe, mm-hmm. yeah. like they do in, in the films, because a lot of the, those kind of gothic horror films are set in the European country of, of, you know, not a real country, obviously, not like France or, or and then Luxembourg. we should probably talk about Stoke. the uh, twist at the end. We should talk about yeah, the twist the, at the end. The first of all, they've gone to Nice, had a little holiday, which is nice. Yes. Which is nice. I, have you ever been to actual Nice? I, ha- I haven't, no. No, I haven't. I had to do a lot of research for that scene, obviously. Did you? Yeah. And then and they, they get home and Sir Maxwell isn't there. It's <gasps> Count Orloff. Count Orloff. Were you expecting that? Were you? Were you? You can say now, it's don't be embarrassed. And then it says, we'll return this Halloween. This which Halloween. obviously is, is at the time it was Halloween. Yeah, it's not, it's not really Halloween. Well. <laughs> it might be when you're listening to it. You might it could save be. it you, up. Yeah, wait. You have to. You can't listen yeah. to the next episode until it's Halloween. So do not continue listening to this podcast. Don't you dare. If you do, we will come to your house and we will look at you sternly with our very faces. And I've got my codpiece and my tights on. Exactly. And I'll put my Lord Greg moustache on as well. And that will be fearsome. We will be back to talk about the next episode. At Halloween. Taste the scars of Orloff. Don't taste those scars, Sonny. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.